Hi everybody, welcome back to Mondays with Mon. It is me again, your host, Monica, and we are back for a solo episode today. So you guys would have just heard my episode with Cass on OnlyFans, and then we did another one with my other friend, Taylor, and that was on the topic of feminism. I definitely want to continue having guests on the podcast. I feel like it just breaks the episodes up a little bit and I'm sure you guys will get sick of hearing me constantly talking by myself. So yeah, I do have a bunch of amazing guests planned to come on the podcast in the very near future. So you do have that to look forward to, but for now you are stuck with me. So on today's episode, I want to answer a bunch of questions that you guys have sent in on some previous question boxes that I've put up on my Instagram page and I just put up another one tonight so hopefully there'll be a bunch of questions for me to answer and these can range anywhere from business questions to life questions, personal life questions, whatever they may be. I'm here to answer them today so let's just get straight into it shall we? Okay first question is What is the best and worst thing about owning a business? Uh, (laughs) I would say the best thing is just being in control of your own creative space and calling the shots is one of the best things of owning your own business. I mean, like I've spoken in previous episodes about why I started the business in the first place was or why I opened a salon, I guess you would say is because all the places that I'd worked in previously, I always felt quite limited as to how much I can do and all these ideas that I had, I couldn't really implement just basically due to the space. Um, So there's one reason. And I mean, another great reason was I've always wanted to create this beauty haven, I guess you could call it, where... People can come to pretty much get anything done beauty-wise, which I'm slowly but surely getting there. I mean, we've just added on a couple of new services. So we've added on teeth whitening, hair services. We've got a skin specialist in store. We've added a couple of our own little services that we do, like brow lamination and lash extensions. So we're well on the track of just being your go-to beauty spot which I love it brings me so much joy to see the salon on like a Friday or a Saturday just be pumping with people coming in getting their beauty services and the whole environment of the shop is just amazing that I've created like my all my staff are just amazing all the services we provide we make women feel beautiful and happy and I just love it it brings me so much joy that I've created that so yeah um what is the worst thing. I mean, God, there's also so many bad things, but they don't, like the good outweighs the bad, I guess you would say. But if I had to say what the worst thing is, would just be, I guess everything being like in, how can I word this? On the other end of being able to call your shots and kind of run the show, it can also work in a sense where it's not the best case if there's a really shitty situation with a bad client or you know something goes wrong 
it kind of falls on you as being the business owner. And I guess the more services that we have on board, which means the more staff we're going to have, the more responsibility I have as the owner. So I guess sometimes just having that all on your shoulders um, can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. But like I said, it just, the good just outweighs the bad. I just love it so much that sometimes I deal with the responsibility so well that I think back, I'm like, I think to myself, like, fuck yeah, I can do this. Like, throw anything at me, I can do this. So there's heaps here about business. So what I'm probably going to do is start the podcast answering all the questions about business. And then if there's any, like, good personal questions that I can answer, I'll do that in the second half of the podcast. So another question is, hardest thing that you have come across with opening your business. Um, going back to the episode where I spoke about my whole experience opening the business, I guess I will just reiterate probably one of the hardest things was just getting started. I mean, when you go into something like this, a complete rookie, obviously it's going to be quite hard when you don't really know what you're doing and no one around you has ever done something like this before. So just kind of doing all my research and I guess making the mistakes along the way of opening was the whole experience of just opening was quite hard. And if you want to know more about this question, I guess I would say to just go maybe listen to the episode where I speak about my whole experience opening it because yeah, I feel like that covers this question really well. There's like so many things that I could say that were hard, but, um, you get through it. So go listen to that episode. And I feel like that will answer this question. Another one is what do you do to maintain work-life balance with the long hours and the early starts that you do? Um, this is a great question. So while working hard is important, knowing when to step back and relax is also essential to a healthy balanced day. And remembering to take time out of your day and your week or your month just for some time for self-care. So doing something fun for me would be going out with my friends for dinner, going to watch a movie, you know, catching up on social media, watching TikToks, whatever works best for you to let your body and mind relax and let any tensions or worries go. And for, yeah, like I was saying, for me, it's just kind of winding down at home, seeing my boyfriend, seeing my family, spending quality time with them is always great. When I get home from work, while you're at work, I can't express this enough, take breaks. Another way to practice self-care and being kind to yourself is remembering to take breaks throughout the day making sure that you don't become burnt out or overwhelmed with your to-do list or just with servicing clients all day is forgetting to take a step back and reevaluate. So what I might do is go for a short walk while I'm on my lunch break, go visit the hairdresser next door, have a chat to her, speak about something that's not business for a minute, maybe watching an episode of your favorite TV show while you're on your lunch break or literally just sitting down and eating your lunch in silence and just taking a breather for me is my favorite. (laughs) So taking breaks for me has reduced stress and maintained my performance throughout the day as well as minimized my recovery time that I need at the end of the day, which 
is, I guess, leading into how I maintain my work life and personal life. Well, if I take breaks throughout the day, then that gives me more energy to go out after work and hang out with my friends and not feel so exhausted. And I mean, I work 12 hour days sometimes when I'm doing makeup, like on a Saturday, on a Friday, definitely. And there are times where I just cannot do anything. I just need to go home and literally die in my bed, (laughs) like roll up, go for a shower, roll up in a ball and just literally sleep. There are times that I get like that. And that's because I have not stopped all day. And I hate that feeling so much. Like I am someone who loves my personal life. I love to go out. I love to be social. And this job kind of does. It's hard to do that sometimes with such a demanding job like this, um, as well as, you know, having a business to worry about as well. Like you take work home with you with business. It never stops. So yeah, it does get really hard, but that's another thing that I do to kind of preserve my energy. Um, Another good thing is rewarding yourself. Um, So not forgetting to reward yourself maybe after a a big growing or learning experience. Um, Rewarding yourself can be, it can help you be motivated with positive reinforcement that you're doing a really good job. So just a small example would be, honestly, buying yourself a nice dinner after a particularly hard day, or it could be letting yourself buy a cute little outfit or a new makeup product that you've had your eye on after you've had an amazing week, week sorry, financially. So I always think that that's nice to do. I think having this business has stopped me from purchasing a lot of things for myself lately. Um, so that's always something that I like to do just for me. Um, to make myself feel good and I mean that's not really answering how I maintain my work-life balance but I guess it is as well because like I just said I don't since having the business I don't really buy things for myself so kind of creating a special moment like that where I've had a great week um, you know I did three bridal parties so I can go and splurge on myself a little bit for that week so yeah next question is what is your favorite service My favorite service has to be what I started with, which is makeup. So I love it because it has a flexible schedule. It's got boundless creativity. It's got, I I can't speak today. I've had a lot of questions thrown at me today because I had a little interview and then I was on the phone all day to clients and then I went to my accountant. So all I've bloody done is talk today. Now I'm doing this podcast and I think it's draining all my energy. Uh, see, it's draining all my energy. Jesus. Sorry, where was I? Okay, um, a constant stream of interesting people that I see and I talk to. No two faces are the same. No two looks are the same. I love leaving an impact on people. But more likely and more like, sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> more likely than not I'm probably going to be talking their ear off the whole hour service and I love making people feel beautiful there's so many things to love about doing makeup so yeah I I have to say that makeup is one of my favorite services Uh uh-huh this is a good one 
what is the inspiration behind the name I Create Beauty? I actually can't remember if I answered this in the other episode about business. Um, let's just say I didn't. <laughs> if I did, you're hearing it again. Because I get asked this question a lot. So when I started the business, I knew I didn't want to brand my name. Although it works for other business professionals, I knew I wanted to hire staff and create that beauty haven. So to me, it wasn't really necessary to name it after myself. I want it to be about the service, not who owns the business. So when I was brainstorming names, I knew I wanted it to include the word create and the word create comes from a tattoo that I have on my wrist. Um, it represents, I guess, the thing I do, which is create my magic on my clients every day. And I put it on my right wrist so that it shows to my clients when my hand is in their face, applying their makeup or doing their brows and such. So yeah, that's why I got the tattoo and that's why I wanted to name the salon after that name and I also just think it's such a cool name like create that's what we do every day um so yeah we're playing on the word create then I loved I create I kind of that was the concept I wanted to go with I create um but when creating a domain so when I was doing all this I was looking on the domain finder thing to see if they had already it was already a pre-existing business and I create was which was annoying but then my mum suggested that it should include what we do. So that's why I added beauty on the end of it. Um, so that's where I create beauty was born. So there you go. Okay, next question is what aspect of your job do you love the most? I love this. Um, there's so many. I love that I'm not the person that wakes up in the morning or complains the night before dreading going to work. I do genuinely really love my job and I love being in the salon and I feel like any successful uh, sorry, beautician knows that a fulfilling beauty career entails more than just doing makeup or performing beauty services. Being able to make clients feel good about themselves boosts their self-confidence and it helps build strong relationships with them. I also love building relationships with my team, um, social, <laughs> social interactions with other beauty professionals, so other makeup artists who are in the industry as well. I love the creativity and experimental aspect of it. I also love that starting a beauty salon business has offered employment opportunities for other emerging artists. So yeah, there's lots that I love about my job. Have you ever had someone not like their makeup? <laughs> yes. In my 10 years of doing makeup, I have had my fair share of clients who have not been happy. But what I noticed was obviously it happened more towards the beginning of my career, but I'm not even talking about when I first, first started. Um, I'm referring to when I made the move to Sydney and my clientele completely changed. I went from doing really relaxed, easygoing girls down in Wollongong who 
were happy for anyone who could do makeup better than them and they were always like ecstatic when they saw themselves to a completely different ball game it was your more intense very arabic style makeup because i guess 90 percent of the clientele up there are arabs and i mean regardless of what nationality they are i found that the people in sydney loved wearing a lot more makeup so my whole style had to be adjusted to suit the clientele um which was quite difficult at the start so it took a lot of getting used to and I found that at the start of my career in Sydney when I was working at that company I was getting a lot of very arrogant people I don't know why that business just brought such shit clientele um yeah really like since being in my salon now I have I have not experienced that since leaving that company I've not experienced one bad client personally um but yeah I'm not sure why that company just drew in really crazy toxic clients but yeah I definitely had my fair share of clients who were not happy and a good way to overcome that for anyone else dealing with something like that or working in customer service when you have a client that's not happy let's just use makeup as an example I just problem solve okay so they're not happy first of all it just depends on how they react like let's just tell you about one situation that happened to me it was a girl that came in with her sisters and her sisters got the owner of the business who was my old boss and then they shoved her younger sister off they palmed her off with me the senior artist and I was still like more of an emerging artist at that point and obviously she was not happy that she got stuck with me so she was already shitty because she got stuck with the emerging artist and the rest of them got the head artist so that did not help so she comes has a seat she shows me the look I do exactly what she showed me to the best of my ability to suit her face even though she looked nothing like the photo she showed me but that's fine um and showed her the makeup mind you when I was doing like her blush and stuff like I usually get my clients to smile so their cheekbones pop when I'm putting on the blush and she could barely even crack a smile for me so I could just tell the whole time she was just really shitty and um show her the makeup and she was mortified she was disgusted to say the least she has a look at it and she's like I look fucking disgusting and I was like okay whoa and she stood up and made the biggest scene she was like I look fucked I hate it I hate what you've done and I was like okay um let's take a step back have a seat and tell me what it is you hate so I can fix it I've got some time let's fix it no she wanted nothing of it so let's just say you had a client who is willing to work with you here sit down and ask them okay what is it that you don't like let's fix it is what did I not listen in some um like also sorry to avoid disappointment at the end I do like to ask my clients you know in detail tell me anything you don't like and tell me things that you love have you had a bad experience in the past 
how can we better your experience today? Like these are the main questions that I ask before I even do the makeup. So I've learned to kind of avoid this sort of situation, I guess. But um, I kind of did ask her that along the way. But she, like I said, she just wanted one of me. But yeah, you can just ask, where can I fix this? And if they're like, okay, the eyelashes are too long, the lips are too light, you know, little things like that are such an easy fix. And although you may think it looks perfect to you, at the end of the day, makeup is something that's so personal. And you may have done a lip color that you think suits them and looks amazing. You are the professional and I'm sure it is probably the most flattering look for her. But if it's not a look that she's comfortable wearing and you've taken um, like you've taken control of that situation, she's just not happy, the best thing to do is not argue with them and just fix it. And I've always said that, I've always applied that in my makeup career. And I think that that's one really good step that I do that brings me repeat clients and brings a good name to my business and my brand because I'm like that. Um, and I know a lot of makeup artists are not like that. So I think just being working with your client is a good way to avoid disappointment at the end. And most of the time they're happy after that. In this case, she was not, she didn't want me to touch her. So what happened next was she just honestly, the outcome was, was that she just wanted the, the boss of the business to touch her face. And so that's what my boss gave her. She gave her that satisfaction. She told, she told her to have a seat and wait till she's finished and she'll fix it. That was really degrading to me as an artist um, because she sort of almost implied that my makeup wasn't good enough and she needed to fix my makeup, which completely degrades me and I don't agree with. But, you know, that was at the beginning of our career. Like, I'm sure she's learned since then. And I did have a chat to her, you know, I was very emotional. I went to the back and I actually cried because she kept telling clients, other clients that would walk in how fucked her makeup was. And then she'd point to me and say, she did it. Like it was really mean. It was a very mean and traumatizing situation. But let's just say you had control, which I did not have in that situation. But if you were to have control and you should have control, because most, most artists and most people don't have that kind of third party like I did with my boss to kind of come in and take control and now um, I don't and I don't do that to my client my staff sorry my staff have control of their own situations but so yeah let's just say you had control you ask them what you need to do to fix it they're still not happy don't let that defeat you don't let that degrade you as an artist I know how that feels. I've been in that situation. I felt really crappy about that. So I know exactly how you feel. And the first thing you go to is like, this has turned me off. And then you're really anxious when you do your next clients. Just know that it's more on them than it is on you. It's not your work at the end of the day. Makeup is just such a personal thing. And if someone hates their makeup, it's not to say that you're a really crappy makeup artist. It's more that it's just not their style and they've just picked wrong. They've either picked the wrong look or, you know, they've picked something that's not, I guess, flattering to them or it's just not, you are just not able to do the style that they want. And that's 
saying nothing about your application skills. It says nothing about you. Majority of you guys would have 99.9% of amazing feedback. So you just want to make sure you grab onto that amazing feedback that you get and not carry with you that 1% or 0.01, whatever that is, um, percent of people that aren't happy because like I said, that's just a major minority of people that you may come across. And yeah, you just can't bring that into in with you moving forward. So yeah, I let that go in the past, but still just even talking about it now, I was like, what a traumatizing event for me um, at a young age, coming into a new business and a new city. It was, yeah, she, I felt like my boss handled that in the wrong way, but at the end of the day, respect to her, it's her business and the client walked out happy. So she, she did what she had to do, which I understand, but moving forward, I would never do that to my staff. If someone hates their makeup or if they're dealing with them, they are contractors at the end of the day, that is up to them to deal with. They've been trained with how to deal with this sort of stuff to avoid you know, being harassed by a client, they know exactly what to do and they know how to take control. And that is what a good boss is. Someone who teaches their staff how to deal with the situation like this by themselves. And if it escalates, it hasn't, they haven't even had a situation like this, but if it did escalate to the point where I would need to get involved, well, then I would step in, but I wouldn't do it in a way that discourages them as an artist. So yeah, I hope that answers that question. What is something you feel like you could do more of when it comes to your business? Sorry, why was that so hard to read? Straight off the bat, I'm probably going to say dealing with staff and trying to not, I guess, how can I word this? I only think of this example because I literally just went through this today, like I I was frustrated about something and I was ranting to my dad and I told him a message that I sent to like a group message that I sent to the girls. Um, and that this happens sometimes guys, it's not discouraging them in any way, but I'm just talking about, um, something that I really do struggle with and I think is really real for other business owners around my age and around my experience level you will come across a lot of difficulties with managing staff and basically everything around dealing with staff. And I might even do a whole bloody episode on this, to be honest with you. But by the way, my staff are bloody amazing. Um, where am I going with this? So I'm just going to go back to why I find this so hard to deal with because Oh, I had a pretty shitty situation with an old company I used to work with. I had, this is really like, I don't even know if I should talk about this, but I'm gonna, because it's real. Okay. So I had a bad experience with an older boss. Um, some of it was good, obviously, which is why I stayed there, but a lot of the, the a lot of the way that she handled situations wasn't and I was talking to a friend and 
my friend made such a good comment. She was like, the abusee becomes the abuser, if that makes sense. And where that comes from is I'm trying to not be the sort of boss that she was in certain aspects. I'm going to emphasize that. And an example of that is something that came up with the girls that I got obviously a little bit frustrated with that I needed to express to them that they were just on the same page as me and I was really struggling with how to write the sentence or write the message sorry to them and the reason I struggle with this is because I'm so traumatized I don't want to treat them the way I was once treated but you also get so frustrated and then you don't want to overdo what you're trying to write or what you're trying to express to them and I am so guilty of that like I'm always reiterating why and trying to justify why I put in certain rules and I go on and on in my messages where I'm not I'm just not straight to the point and it's something I want to do better in and you know finding the right time to approach a situation like that and not just approach but word a situation like that you have to be very careful especially in nowadays I find that entitlement is such a huge thing something I'm not used to because when I used to be when I was younger and I used to work for other companies I didn't experience this I was never like this but like I just bloody if my, if my boss punched me in the face, I'd say thank you because I was just kissing their ass. Do you know what I mean? But it's not like that anymore. And we can talk more about that maybe in a whole episode about staff. But to answer this question, something that I wish I did would do better in and I want to do better in in my business is just how to approach situations with dealing with staff and dealing with any issues and anything like meetings and stuff and managing their schedules and anything like that just basically anything to do to do around stuff it's something that I feel like I need to work on a lot better and just even having a chat with my dad and reading in the message that I sent he was like okay you ranted on way too much like you just you could have just said it straight to the point in two messages in two sentences like you're just going on and on for no reason you know things like that so I'm trying but yeah at least I'm not an evil bitch and they're probably they're hopefully not sitting there bitching about what a dumb bitch I am of a boss but I'm very nice to the girls so I think it's just me also being overly nice and trying not to overstep as well I really struggle with how to be how to stop playing good boss bad boss um boss friend you know what I mean like there's just I need to learn how to set boundaries as well um and I also really want to talk about boundaries boundaries is a big one that I want to get into in another episode just in general but yeah now I'm going on a tangent so yeah if that answers the question I want to learn how to handle and deal with staff a lot better let's get into some personal questions because I don't want to keep making episodes just about business even though I'm sure some people quite enjoy them let's talk about (laughs) some personal questions that I got I got a funny one 
someone gives you a million dollars right now, where do you go and what do you do? <laughs> um, wow, million dollars, that's not, well, mm, that's a lot, yeah. <laughs> where would I go? Probably um, LA. <laughs> Why? Um, because I would, I just thrive when I'm in LA. I love it so much. I know it well now. I've been a few times and it's just my type of people over there. You can do, you could be in this sort of industry and do pretty much the same thing I'm doing, but over there it's like even more amazing. Don't get me wrong. Sydney is so amazing. I love Sydney so much. I think we're killing it in this sort of industry over here but just for a change of um environment I guess I and to answer the question I would go there what would I do probably the same thing I'm doing here because I love it so much but I feel like LA would bring a completely different style to the business and I would probably be doing different things revolving makeup like maybe I'd even get into TV I don't know I really don't but I do know that LA offers endless opportunities if you know the right people and if you know how to network over there and someone I met in LA at a bar said something really interesting to me once they were like um we're talking about like business and stuff and they were like to me if you look around at this bar that we're at right now and there's probably you would say maybe 100 to 200 people up here look around there might be two to four people who maybe know someone in your industry or could be in your industry and then those people that they know might know someone else who may be able to get you a really good gig in a certain industry or know someone know that someone that they can hook you up with and where I'm going with all this is they were saying to me, if you just take the time to be an open, um, like open to have a chat and speak about yourself and network and put yourself out there, then you just never know where, who you meet and where that could take you. And yeah, I just felt like that was such a nice thing to hear. And it really just put things into perspective for me. And it really just says a lot about how LA is and they were so right like that is what LA is if they don't know someone to network or put you into networking with they may know someone who knows someone and they're always happy to do that like people over there love to help each other out with that sort of stuff from my experience anyway I feel like people in Sydney are so competitive and that's something that's really hard for me in Sydney is that there's so many competitive um people in this industry and I don't think some people have the best intentions for you and aren't really watching what you're doing with the nicest thoughts you know so yeah wow that got really deep but that is where I would go and what I would do um what's another one what does a day in the life of Monica look like on your day off I kind of like that question because if I was to answer that for a day in the life for me at work, no bloody two days are the same, literally. But my days off generally consist of a sneaky sleep in, definitely. 
um, most of the time, because I only really technically get one day off, which is Mondays, most of the time I have some sort of appointment to attend, some sort of like personal life admin (laughs) appointment that I have, like by that I mean it could be a doctor's appointment, it could be um, me seeing my osteopath who helps me with my neck and back and my posture and stuff. It could be my naturopath, like anything that I go to for my personal life, hair extensions, just to name a few. Um, yeah, I usually book them on my day off because I don't like to book these sort of appointments on the day that I'm working because I don't know, it's just too crazy of a day to add that into the mix of it. Um, And then every second Monday, my fantastic boyfriend will take his flexi day and he set them to suit my day off. God bless him. So that's cute. So we get to spend a full day together because if you know, you know, we don't see each other that often at the moment because of me traveling between Wollongong and Sydney and working such long crazy hours and spending most of my weekends in Sydney he's in Wollongong at the moment so yeah it just gets a bit crazy so it's always good to spend some time with him and have a full day together but soon that will be changing because we're actually moving in together as of the 27th I think or 23rd of July which is so exciting he's actually moving to Sydney can you believe it So we will get to be together a lot more often and my life will be much easier because I won't have to pack a bloody bag every week to go spend my weekends in Sydney. So yeah, that'll be great. And we're moving somewhere that's very in between, like it's like the perfect spot in between what's in Sydney, but like it's like south of Sydney. So it's really close to Wollongong still. It's only about a half an hour to 40 minute drive to Wollongong, which is nothing. And it's still super close for me, close enough for me to get to work without having to drive along that big long highway all the time. So very excited about that. I just went on a tangent, sorry, but exciting news. (laughs) Um, How else would I spend my day off? I mean, I love to eat, so... I'd probably make sure I go get a sneaky bite, whether that be breakfast, lunch or dinner. Um, I usually like to go out and enjoy and indulge in a nice little meal. Um, I don't go to the gym, so I can't say I like to wake up and go to the gym and that sort of shit. No, I don't do that. Probably should. Um, What else? Just spend time with the family. Um, you're probably not going to want to hear this, but I might plan out my week for work while I have a minute to myself. Oh, here's something I do on my day off. I bloody upload this podcast because like I get my, this is why I kind of did Mondays with Mon as well. A little backstory for you guys. Mondays with Mon was ex- uh, kind of like inspired by my day off being Monday and loving to stay busy. And I thought a good little thing to keep me busy on a Monday would be doing a podcast on my day off because it's the only time I get to sit down and talk and just relax. Um, but funnily enough, it I never really sit down and record on a Monday, do I? It's usually like 
after work and if I have guests like late night whenever I can actually meet up with them because I'm known to just be very hard to meet up with but I do upload on a Monday so I'll usually just plan my episodes out make sure that they're all scheduled for the Monday and then what I'll do is I'll jump on my phone and just create like a little uh, post for it on Canva and I'll post it up I'll probably re-listen to it because I like to re-listen to my podcasts and yeah I feel like that pretty much fills up my day um probably clean my room because by the end of the week my room is literally a bomb site and I'm not even over exaggerating when I say you cannot see the floor and anyone who knows me can tell you just how bad it really is my boyfriend being number one who so I hope that when I move out I'm much better I know I will be because I won't have to be rushing to work so much and packing a freaking suitcase every week so I will be much better I'm actually generally a really clean person you walk into my cell and you will not be able to find dust on the fucking benches that's how clean I am so don't worry (laughs) anyway I think that's it I think we'll leave it at this one we won't drag on for too long I've already been speaking for way too long anyway and I'm very exhausted so I'm gonna leave it here thank you so much for listening you guys um always a pleasure if you listened all the way through you rock I will see you in the next episode bye